On the Reconciling Marriages with Coach Jack podcast, Christian psychologist, author, and relationship coach, Dr. Jack Ito, will help you to build and restore your marriage. By learning just a few relationship skills, you can help your spouse enjoy your relationship more while getting more love and affection from your spouse. Listen to Coach Jack as he helps you with one more step toward a marriage both you and your spouse will love. I fell in love with a young woman many years ago when I was a young man. Despite doing my best to maintain the relationship with her, I was very needy and she ended our relationship. There was part of me that knew I needed to emotionally move on, but there was another part of me which just didn't know how to let go. Like me, most people have loved and lost, or at some point they will. And like me, many people have had trouble letting go. This can impair their ability to fully love their current partner. You can fall in love again, and it can be even better than the one you lost. I learned how to do that. I did that. And I want to share with you how you can also let go. I learned this method in seminary as a graduate student studying clinical psychology. This method has helped many people to let go of a long-lost love. Letting go is always sad, but the sadness that comes when we move on is temporary and it's a good sign of letting go. Letting go of someone we love is always a painful process. The easiest relationships to recover from are ones where we are ready to break up anyhow. In that case, we are the ones that make the breakup decision, and so we clearly say goodbye with both our head and our heart. In those cases, we had no more hope for the relationship, and we were ready to move on. We were able to create an emotional space that the next person could fill. In a sense, in a bad relationship like that, we have mentally closed the door on the relationship before the relationship ended. That allows us to leave it. Saying goodbye is just a formality for something we have already done emotionally. But what if you were not ready or not sure about breaking up? How do you let go then? How do you keep your heart from holding on? How do you give up on that tiny chance that you will one day reconcile with that long-lost love? How can you break free from your own emotions so you can fully love again? Letting go of a past love is something that you must do before marrying again. Forsaking all others is part of the traditional marriage vow. It's a good vow. When it's kept, it helps us to get and give more love to our spouse. Nothing is held out for someone else. If you're already married, then you need to let go of that long-lost love so you can have more love for your spouse, who will then be able to get and give more love to you. If your spouse was still holding on to a past love, how would that affect you? How would that affect your relationship? Moving on starts with a decision rather than a desire. You're never going to feel like letting go of someone you love. Like many actions in relationships, we have to be guided by our head rather than our heart. That's right. Most problems in relationships result because people fail to do what they know is right and instead just do what they feel. If it feels good, do it. That's what they used to say in the 70s, which is long before most of you were born. That saying actually creates failure unless it passes a screening by our head of what we know is right. 
Successful people in relationships or otherwise do what is helpful and right even if they don't feel like doing it. For example, parents have to interact with their children in a way they know is right and healthy for their children even if they don't feel like it. Otherwise, they damage their relationship with their children. Socially, we have to interact with people in a way we know is right even if we don't feel like it or we will be socially ostracized. In marriage, doing and expressing everything that we feel will destroy our marriage. Keep in mind, honesty is a virtue, but total openness is not. If you don't feel like letting go and you're not going to, then don't marry, because that won't make you let go. If you are married already, start planning what you're going to do after your divorce or your spouse's affair. Then, that just might help you to make the hard decision to let go of that past love. To make it a little easier, it does help to realize that letting go doesn't mean forgetting. We will never forget someone important to us. Hopefully not. Letting go is not a denial and it's not a betrayal of what we had before. Also, letting go doesn't mean that your past love is any less important to you. It also doesn't mean that you have failed. Letting go is simply an acceptance that you will never again be with that person. It does bring tears, but tears are followed by peace and then renewed interest in living. It will also help you to experience a more intense love in the present. Until you make a decision to let go, you just won't be able to let go. Well, what if you can't decide whether to let go or to hold on? As a relationship coach, I've helped many people to help their spouses to make this decision. It's somewhat similar to making a spouse decide which partner they want to be with in the case of affairs. When the partner having the affair does not have to decide, generally they won't, even if they know they should. They know they should, but they continue to struggle not wanting to give up their affair partner and not wanting to give up their spouse either. They have to actually be put in a position where they will lose their spouse if they don't decide. If their marital relationship is basically good, the spouse having the affair ends the affair. It's still their decision, of course, but they needed a big push to make it. For the faithful partner, this turns out to be the most loving thing to do. It's similar to helping someone quit drugs. Waiting patiently while they decide to do that is not such a loving thing. If we have the power to help them decide to quit those drugs. Being patient in such situations just prolongs problems, and it's not loving. Now, your spouse might not be giving you this kind of push to let go of a long-lost love and might not even know that's your situation. However, you can give yourself a push. It's not going to be as powerful as your spouse doing it this way, but it can still be helpful. What you can do is to create a deadline for yourself, whereupon if you do not decide to let the previous person go, then you will leave your marriage and do an all-out pursuit of your past love. Simply planning to do this will help many people to let go. 
since the last thing that they want to have happen is to lose their marriage partner. This may sound extreme, but actually it turns out to be much better than depriving you and your spouse of the love you could have if you were able to let go. Better to let your spouse have someone who can actually forsake all others. Someone who can love him or her without loving somebody from the past even more. You will still have a better chance of reconciling if you can let go than if you wait until you and your spouse are no more than roommates. If you do an all-out pursuit of a past love, then it's either going to result in reconnecting with your past love or you are going to utterly fail. It's much easier to let go of something if you have given your all. Without doing that, you will still have this little thought that if only I pursued a little bit more. If I were your spouse, I would encourage you to do that. I would rather have a spouse who leaves me for an ex than loves me half-heartedly. And it just might help you to let go of that ex so that we could finally have a really loving relationship. Okay, so maybe you've decided you really need to give up that past love. What do you do after you decide to let go? Letting go doesn't happen just because you decide to. Once the decision to move on has been made, then you need some way to get the emotional part of your mind to say goodbye. After all, we can't change our feelings by just deciding to. A good way to emotionally say goodbye is with a visualization exercise. This is what I learned in seminary, as I mentioned before. If you've not used visualization before, then it might seem rather weird to you. Whenever we daydream or we think about something that we're going to do in the future, we are using visualization. We are seeing something in our minds that has not actually happened. We can imagine our victory, for example, at a finish line before we even run the race. We can imagine a thinner, healthier self and compliments from others to encourage us to lose weight or eat right, and so on. Unsuccessful people, on the other hand, visualize too, but they visualize about their problems. They focus on their problems repeatedly. They see their problems happening over and over in their mind. Successful people visualize successfully accomplishing their goals. And they see this over and over again in their minds. This is visualization. You probably do it a lot without even thinking about it. When we remember the past, we are also visualizing, even if we don't see images, we can remember the way things actually occurred. And here is the great changing part. We can actually change the way we remember something. Our memories are malleable and can be easily changed. This is very helpful for bringing closure to a past event, even when closure didn't really occur at that time. We can bring closure mentally, emotionally, by imagining a closure that did not actually happen. And we can repeatedly review that memory that we have tweaked to put in that closure, and that will change the way that we feel about the memory, the way that we feel about that person and it will help us to move on. This is an inner healing technique. Don't be mystified by those words. I'm not talking about California New Age stuff, okay? This is something I learned in seminary in psychology class, 
and I've successfully used it in my own life as many athletes and successful people use visualization to do very many things. Let me give you some steps that you can take to move on from a past relationship using visualization. I have here seven steps that you can use to move on from your past relationship. Number one, find a quiet place where you will not be disturbed. Number two, focus on slowing your breathing and relaxing. But don't fall asleep. (laughs) You might dream, which is a kind of visualization. That's not what I'm talking about. Find a quiet place where you will not be disturbed. Number two, focus on slowing your breathing and relaxing. Number three, remember as clearly as you can the events around the breakup, the separation, or the loss that occurred. It's going to be kind of like going through a video from the beginning of what happened to the end of what happened. Run through that in your mind just as though you were watching that video. You're an observer of what happened. Number four, from the beginning of that video, run through it again. Run through the memory again. This time, mentally imagining what you would have liked to have said, done, or heard. This time, mentally imagining what you could have said, done, or heard that would have put closure on it for you. Be sure that it's something positive. For example, you might imagine yourself saying goodbye, telling the other person that you are not going to wait for them, thanking them for the time that you had together, wishing them the best for their future. If that didn't really happen in your past, here's your chance to insert it in that memory now. And then, number five, step number five, imagine the other person answering you, responding to you in a positive way that also denotes certain closure for them. Number six, be sure to end your mental imagery with imagining yourself saying goodbye. Don't have any see you laters when you are working on letting go. If you want to allow for the possibility of meeting in an afterlife, nevertheless, say goodbye for this lifetime on earth in that memory. Repeat this exercise as often as necessary. You will know when it's no longer necessary because you will have let go and will also feel at peace about it. Don't expect this is going to happen just by doing it once. Again, there's nothing magical or mystical or spiritual about this exercise, which is true for everything that I teach in terms of improving relationships. It's just knowing what to do and doing it. In terms of visualization, it's just using one capacity that our minds have. Visualization is a tool that can be used for many things. Some tips. The more clearly and the more detailed you do this visualization exercise, the more your mind will use it to put emotional closure on your loss. You will have mentally added what you needed for better closure in a more detailed way. Although it wasn't real, your mind will treat it as though it was. You can use this same exercise to put closure on any issues that you have from your past which are going unresolved. I recommend that you only work on one issue at a time, though. How will you feel afterwards? Well, if you've moved on using this visualization exercise, you will probably feel sad at first. Sadness is what we feel when we lose something or someone important to us. A lack of sadness can mean that we didn't actually let go, and so we are not actually feeling a loss. 
Sadness is a really good sign when we move on because it's temporary. It's a transitional feeling. It's the transition from what was a bad situation to having more peace. Transition is the intermediary step. We let go. We feel sad. That's the transition. And then it will gradually go away. The sadness will gradually go away and be replaced by a sense of peace, which happens when we have reached acceptance and are no longer striving for the impossible. Let me talk to you a minute about the practical side of psychology and relationship coaching. This exercise, visualization exercise, comes from applied psychology. This is the part of psychology that goes beyond merely talking about things, merely providing support, and uses methods that work to achieve real-world results. I became a relationship coach because I like to help people to make changes and to have great relationships. The methods that I use are the ones that work to bring about the most change in the least time with the least stress on the relationship. If you're ready to stop wishing and start doing, then you can take a small and powerful step by getting a coaching consultation session. I would be happy to help you know where to start and to get going. Thank you for listening to Reconciling Marriages with Coach Jack. Visit CoachJackIto.com to learn more skills for reconnecting with your spouse and restoring your marriage.